I am back. That's right, we're back. And it's it's the podcast with City Lights coming out of San Francisco. Yep, we rolled in on our Californication tour, and we talked to Bill and Ryan, Bill Klotz and Ryan Long. And Greg, we had a great conversation with those two. We did. We sat in their showroom, and I thought that was uh, nice in a way because you don't see a lot of good showrooms where you can actually physically see the lights. That makes a difference. And they got an area where they just sell light bulbs. Ain't that right? Well, hey, you got to listen to the show, though, to find out more. So thanks to Ryan and Bill for welcoming us to San Francisco. It was great. And you guys um, won the lottery. Woo! You get to be an official lighting podcast. We did six shows, and these two were chosen as the ones that we're going to use for the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. They're all great. It was tough to choose, but it was City Lights that came out on top. And, of course, this episode of the show is brought to you by Greg Who. It's Keystone Technologies. Go to K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H dot com, baby. That's KeystoneTech.com. Light made easy. The retrofit kings. We're not going to get into the specific product on this episode because they have so much. This is the end of the year, 2019. Be ready for 2020. They have a lot of things in store, a lot of great product, as we always know. The service is there. The pricing's there. The quality's there. Everything you can ask for an LED, Keystone's got. Keystone's got it, folks. And you know the other thing about Keystone is that they had a big 2020, man. They're, 2019. I saw 2019. They're going to have a big 2022, Ira and Josh and Fred and all you guys over there. So go to KeystoneTech.com. That's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H.com, baby. KeystoneTech.com. The National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. That's nail.org. Um, but right now, we got City Lights. Get a grip on lighting. Bill and Ryan. Oh, my Bill goodness. I'm so stressed out from getting set up. Bill and Ryan from City Lights. Uh, family business, right? Correct, yes. Well, whose family was it? You said 10 years. It's got to be his family. Oh, it's mine. Yeah. Uh, did you, let me, let, so first off, man. Can you hear me all right there? I, we can hear you good, man. Right. We're, 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 this has been a crazy last 10 years in lighting, has it not? Uh, a lot of changes um, coming from all avenues, I would say. Yeah. Uh, technology, um, e-commerce, um, those I think are the biggest factors. Yeah. Know, How many years have you guys been in business? Um, we've been at this location since 89. Okay. Um, my father ran an electrical wholesale business prior. So similar kind of industry. Sure. Wow. Um, so so your father ran an electrical wholesale business for how long? Um, Gosh, I think mid he 70s? started in something in that range. Earlier yeah. mid-70s. Wow. Mid-70s. And then you, you, you saw the that light. There's a couple nailed members that we have that were electrical distributors as well and moved to lighting simply because... It seemed to be uh, have better margins, and lighting distributors seem to have better margins than other um, uh, other uh, other um, electrical distributors seem to have. Like it seems to be more commoditized. Absolutely. You know, yeah. whereas lighting has a has an element to it of of the interior design and so on. But let's start unpacking some of the the challenges. Replacement lamps. <laughs> we went for a walk in the showroom, and that replacement lamp showroom has been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Yeah, we were unique in a sense, or at least in this area, um, up until about two or three years ago. We had a whole um, light bulb store, um, so full-on um, retail shopping space mm -hmm. that you could browse. And mm. um, we carried um, all the oddball lamps, um, you know, indicator lights, and um, you know, odd-to-find halogen bulbs. And we were kind of the one-stop shop for um, unique. I've been three, four places, and. Um, can't find this odd light bulb I have. So we were the, the spot for that until LEDs kind of took over 
and then all the California regulations with um, uh, light bulb restrictions is really hindered our, our light bulb business specifically. How do you, then we can also talk, we often, we all, we often talk about the Republic of California on our show and how it's, <laughs> right. it can be more difficult to trade between Nevada and California than Ontario and Nevada. But um, how do you feel about the, the disappearance of the replacement light bulb in the fixture in terms of, it's almost like the life cycle of the light source is longer, but the life cycle of the light fixture is shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's something that we've seen a lot of as we've moved more towards integrated LED fixtures. You know, we most LED fixtures we find, if you can get past that first six months to a year of without any problems, it's going to last you probably 5, 10, 15 years. We don't even know at this point. Mm -hmm. But what we don't see, or what we don't expect to see is that in 15, 20 years, you're going to be able to still use that light, be able to maintain that light, mm. continue to service it. You know, so many houses, so many places in the area have light fixtures from turn of the century that people are still using. That won't be the case with most lights sold from 2010 to it's a life cycle. It's a life cycle issue. Yeah, not a light source issue. It's like the the life cycle of the fixture is shorter. You got to replace the whole fixture. Um, so that's an interesting. As a business, we look at that, and you guys have a lot of life fixtures here. Do you feel good about that? Is that a good thing, or is that something that maybe the industry as a whole should step back from and say, maybe we want to re reintroduce the replaceable light source? I think there's, I think positive and negative. That's exactly ways. that's what I mean. There's nuance there. Personally, I'm a big fan of the replaceable light bulb because having been in sales for so long and getting asked the questions, what do I do? What do I do when this goes out? Mm -hmm. Okay, I've had this light seven years. It's gone out. What do I do? It's like, well, you got to get a new one. So from the customer's pers perspective, it's a lot, um, it's a lot more user friendly to be able to have a replaceable even screw in light bulbs, something like that. From a design perspective, there's so many things that you can do and so many different styles and designs you can make with integrated lamp technology. That's that the challenge, yeah. Do with a screw in, either due to light output from a small base lamp or from just a space perspective of, you know, how can you have something small and sleek and nice if you need to have a base that's, 26 millimeters across you know the the, uh, the emergence I, th I think that we're just scratching the surface Greg when mm -hmm. it comes to the where we're going to go with light sources in terms of putting them into different kinds of fixtures um, that company that's a, a new nil member elemental LED they're doing some pretty crazy stuff with the flexible mm -hmm. and all that so I mean yeah there's that have you guys ever heard of the Jaga Consortium or anything like that? Not familiar, no. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to set sizes to form factors in LED boards and arrays and stuff like that so that people will conform to those form factors. Um, and so that's to aid in the manufacturing process. But that's miles away from every light bulb has to be four feet long with bi-pin sockets and PT8 and emit 4100 Kelvin mm -hmm. at 32 watts. That's a long way from that, right? I don't know whether it's uh, it's responsible to have such disposable lighting in the fixture side. Like, the, are the environmental benefits of it out the window? Because every time you you need you need to replace it. 
to a certain extent, it's kind of become a re-education of the customer on mm. the purchase of almost like an appliance. You know, yes. is your washer and dryer going to need to be replaced in 10 years? Yes. Mm. Is your refrigerator going to need to be replaced in that time frame? Most likely mm. um, that ideally with an integrated LED fixture, depending on wear and tear and use going to be in that kind of same range. So not what customers are used to for, you know, lighting fixtures specifically, but with the technology integrated into the fixtures, that's, that's kind of how, you know, we make the correlation. Hmm. Um, with so, an integrated LED fixture for good, the lifespan of, yeah. of of the light and that it's more of, you know, an electronic item at that point. Hmm. Um, it is a piece that, of electronics, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, right. But to clear something up yeah. from my standpoint, you guys are in California. Are you able to sell a replaceable incandescent socketed fixture? Uh, yes. The trick is getting the, the, the lamps and the light bulbs shipped here. Yeah. So, um, so okay. Title 24, 2016 reintroduced being able to use a medium base screw-in light bulb okay. or a state-approved uh, bi-pin MR16. Mm -hmm. So that that loosened the restrictions as far as what you could and couldn't do. It was heading the direction of only integrated LED, and then they took a step back and realized that's just not very consumer-friendly. It's also crude. It is. Mm -hmm. so it's a crude regulation. It it. it was getting that way so they they yes that's a better back, way to yeah exactly yeah. which was which was great and what they allowed was you to use you know medium based lamps and candelabra lamps um in wall mounted and ceiling mounted fixtures not recessed but wall and ceiling mounted uh luminaires as long as the lamping that was used was uh ja8 Title 24 compliance. So it has sounds, to, sounds complicated. <laughs> it is. Um, and so California has this on this running list of all approved light bulbs that you can use. And if it's on that list, which you can find on the California Energy Commission website, then you can use that and pass inspection. And so that's kind of helped revitalize a lot of fixtures that were always off the table for so long mm. and bring them back. The downside is, is that a lot of Bill can can attest. A lot of uh, bulb manufacturers aren't making attractive lamps. So when you have a seated glass outdoor wall sconce or a clear glass tube, you don't want to see a bulky white plastic LED lamp sure. sitting in it. You need to try to find attractive LED lamps. So you can you can put incandescent lamps in. Not incandescent. They have to be LED. And so to get on that list, it's yep. got to conform to a bunch of different energy requirements and lumens per watt and okay. flicker uh minimal flicker it has to be able to dim on a standard dimmer so you can't have a proprietary dimming system to control it mm. um what are some other we're, we're at the point where we can't even really get incandescent lamps shipped to us got a period anymore or well <laughs> they're not they're not legal for us to sell so sure i mean we we don't cross that boundary so if somebody in um, california so wants incandescent they we have can to sell the back stock from what we have from what i understand correct but once it's Which gone we can't is dwindling every single day but who keeps track of the back stock you can just keep that into your back stock. Come on, Greg. Yeah, well, we we, did. What are we, you, um, like the Al Capone of light bulbs now? We, 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 we found GE was uh, discontinuing their constant color series. Oh, we were just so saw we, those uh, in the back. I got what beautiful MR16 bulbs those were, man. Or are. They're beautiful, mm -hmm. man. Right. Beautiful. Right. The things you could do with MR16s, you still can't do with LED. 
no not as even as far along as the technologies come it's still not there to where how yeah. or halogen was with yeah that's the lamp that every led is trying to mimic sure maybe one day it'll get there so are you guys a lighting distributor or are you a lighting showroom or are you they're both, both man that's yeah right. we're, we're we're kind of a hybrid sure here. Okay. um i mean of course we're yeah we're a wholesale retail mm -hmm. operation but um mainly project-based um larger project um not so much retail sure any longer we've had to shift our, our our business focus quite a bit over the last few years I, I like everybody else in the business sure sure come on so you know what's interesting i, I often pontificate about california because i'm from ontario so ontario like california's economy is bigger than canada's okay i think it's the sixth biggest economy in the world so it goes like america china germany england france california canada right like that it's a, it's a massive economy it's huge so it flexes a lot of muscles and that sort of stuff but in a sense it's a very rich place and ontario is kind of similar in that in terms of canada it's very wealthy like if ontario were its own country it would probably be the richest country in the world hmm. seriously it has everything trees gold everything you can imagine water up water all the minerals everything banking systems universities but it's like ontario pays all the early adopter lessons for canada yeah that sounds similar to uh, what we yeah it's like and it's like like ontario is a clean energy jurisdiction so only like five percent of our energy comes from um either non-nuclear or renewable like our energy is all nuclear it's not doesn't like the carbon intensity of ontario's energy is like second only to quebec Right. And then and after that, and there's no, they, there's not a lot of jurisdictions, but we pay very large price for as Ontarians for that, for that. And I think Californians are doing the same thing. They're paying this price. <laughs> excuse me. And a lot of times the politicians who are well-intentioned that yeah. they're well-intentioned, right. But they, they come up with very crude laws. So <clears throat> excuse me. I can't sell a par 30 in Ontario, a 75 par 30. You guys know what I'm talking about. We haven't mm -hmm. been able to for five plus years. Yeah, five now. years or so. It's probably like Ontario and California, probably copycats. But it's like I can make more bulbs illegal than you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, but then you know, people people are doing this. You know, people from Manitoba and Quebec and, and Michigan are selling par thirties into Ontario because nobody's nobody's there's no light bulb police, right? Checking right. things at the federal like the Canadian border does not have a light bulb police at it. Yeah. So. From my opinion, is, touch on Title Twenty, yeah. how that even made things more difficult. So, backing up real quick, it's 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 a double-edged sword because it sucks. It makes quality of life a lot harder. It sure. makes it a lot more expensive to build in this state. Makes it a lot more expensive. It becomes almost prohibitive for people who aren't wealthy to be able to remodel their home to code. You know, you find a lot of people that just do upgrades as opposed to remodels because. If you can't afford all the stuff required to go into a full remodel with permits, you just don't. Everything's a renovation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, it works. You know, California's population has like quintupled since the 70s when this started, mm. and its energy consumption is almost flatlined. So since then, so mm. you have to take the pros with the cons of. Yeah, it sucks. It's hard to work around. It's expensive. It's not really fair to anyone. We are kind of the guinea pigs for a lot of new technology. Sure. But it's working. Someone's got to lead the way, I guess. If you you know, it depends on what your priorities are. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different priorities there. 
Are you guys selling, is it more residential or commercial than or some of all percentage wise? Mainly residential. Mostly. Our commercials are like commercial <clears throat> projects or um, quite a few restaurant projects. When yeah. you say residential, do you mean multi-residential high-rise? Um, no, medium to high in residential single-family homes. Oh, wow. Um, that's the core of our business. Including the lamp supply side? Uh, yes. yes. And that was the case before LED? Prior, we had a lot of uh, maintenance companies sure. um, come through our, our, our building facility managers. We had quite a few house accounts that were our larger customer base, at light bulbs specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but or you're we, shipping and invoicing, shipping and invoicing. Or they would pick up here and just because okay. we had a pretty big back stock. Um, you know, so we had items readily available to sure. go in the warehouse. Okay. Um, but probably about three or four years ago, there was a big wave of energy retrofits um, that the state and city were subsidizing. I was even involved in a business of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of, uh, depending on existing lightings um, in large commercial buildings or retail shops, um, we could usually almost do the job for free, no out-of-pocket cost to the client to retrofit, you know, all their T8s sure. to, um, you know, LED T8s yeah, sure. uh, or all their PARs to, or halogen PARs or MR16s sure. to LED versions. Sure. Um, and as that's continued, um, it's pretty much dried up and gone now. Um, but that's when we saw a big drop off. Um, in that business for us for just every day or, you know, maintenance facility guys coming in and or retail stores that were open 14, 18 hours with a couple hundred par lamps. And um, sure. now with their LEDs, you know, they only need them every couple years or, you know, less than that. So my jurisdiction has had rebates continuously since 2003. So I'd like to stand up and say, my name is Michael Colligan and I'm a rebate addict. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because... Like it, it definitely, once that enters the world, you, it's like the eye of Sauron. Everybody focuses on it right away. Yeah. And it becomes all your businesses towards those government rebates. And then what happens, I think we forgot how to sell light bulbs. Like without it's a rebate. Now. Yeah, you're right. When you do it, it's, it's almost weird when you do it without a rebate. You yeah. look at it and say, well, there's no rebate. Are they going to buy it? They this can't is buy too without easy. a rebate. <laughs> Why would you do that? that rebate Why would you buy light bulbs without a rebate? It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, people need to buy light bulbs, right? So tell me about the online issues, guys. Who, who wants to take that one, Ryan? Or leave that to Ryan. Um, so online, that's some pressure there, man. <laughs> online has been, uh, I can't even say a challenge. We had dipped our toe into the online marketplace, what, 2009, 2010? That range, yes. And, uh, Completely revamped our website, which was really more of a kind of just an informational page sure. at the time. Your address. At, your address number. hours, exactly. I think Picture of you. Not, <laughs> not at that not time. At that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we totally revamped it, went a little more into uh, e-commerce mm. and, you know, tried to do uh, like a whole backend refresh. And it didn't really go anywhere i should say we would get how many orders a month not that many no we didn't market it very well in regards yeah. to the light bulbs i think the bigger issue came when you know someone would come out with a come in with a printout from thousandbulbs.com yeah. for a you know those a parlance never heard of those guys right and uh it would be below, kim, kim be, we're gonna get you back in a nail by the way <laughs> be below my again. cost but, yeah, but yeah. aren't a lot of decorative yeah. fixtures especially don't they give you a, is it ma map pricing minimum advertised pricing or whatever yeah. online and that's what you have to sell it for 
minimum. Yeah, if, if you're selling it online, that's what you can do. But in yeah. the showroom, we can do whatever we want. So what we found was that a lot of people were going on our website, finding stuff, printing them out, coming in, saying, hey, I want to order it. And then, you know, we can beat our own price in yeah. that case, just so we're not, we don't look like just another fish in the pond, so to right. speak, with all the, all the other e-commerce. And so... Uh, Hard to differentiate there. It's all price-based. Yeah. So yeah. earlier this year and last year, beginning of this year, we actually ended up scrapping entirely and completely redoing our website and getting rid of any e-commerce at all and focusing more on uh, our business as who we are and the services that we offer and the products we have on display and our knowledge and expertise, um, our ability to put together you know, complex systems, lighting control systems, downlight rail systems. That's where I wanted to go next is with that's, the lighting that, controls. That's become our Addressable. niche is, yeah. is the more complex home systems. And I, and I just to chime in on that too, there, there's something about actually physically seeing a light versus oh, a, totally, like this man. is so much better to me. I, I get it versus oh, yeah. looking on a cut sheet. Absolutely. Yeah. You Being need to go to up and see it. Especially it. if you're selling it to people's homes. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, if you're doing like a multi-residential high rise and it's low end rental, the guy's price really driven, price driven right? If somebody, you know, if somebody's, oh, I, I went down to City Lights and I saw these beautiful, you know, whatever, antique, whatever, country, modern, like all these <laughs> words that I, I don't really, as a light bulb jockey, don't know that much <laughs> about. But yeah, people get into it, right? You need to yeah. see it. You want to touch the material that's made of in this. I think that's a wise move. Yeah. Right. So do you guys have lighting designers on staff too? Mm, I... Like not, not official, but not yeah. officially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would like to consider the majority of my tenured sales staff um, lighting designers per se. And yeah. It's a loose word. Uh, it yeah. Very, yeah. very much so. Yeah, pretty um, much everybody here is uh, ALA lighting specialist certified. Um, you know, sure. we're, we're for the most part we know what we're doing. <laughs> like, I like to think. Yeah. What does that mean? More so than most of the lighting designers we run across. Yeah, we, we do a lot of so. the lighting designers' jobs for them. You know, I, you know, what's funny is that I, I would say I would say that uh, one of the one of the words that's thrown around sometimes by distributors is value engineering. Mm -hmm. or sometimes in, the product knowledge is the lighting design. Like in, you know what I mean? Knowing what products are out there, what the, what available, and if they're within a budget, is almost. 90% of the lighting design. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting that you guys, the pressure from online actually pushed you away from it. I think it was our best way to differentiate ourselves sure. from them. And as well with, I don't know of any of the e-commerce sites that are going to give you any sort of technical knowledge, any sort of handholding of putting anything together other mm. than I like what that looks like. I'm going to click buy. And if I don't like it, I'll send it back. That's about the extent of the service that you get from a lot of online retailers. Mm -hmm. We can offer so much more. Mm -hmm. So in terms of controls, are you guys, when you're doing a residential home, are you always specifying controls or is it always just talked about or just let them decide if they want to ask about it? It really depends. We, uh, we definitely push a lot of controls. Um, I'd say most, you know, bottom up, designs will have our hands in the controls the only time we don't is if if the end user or the designer is purchasing the material and the electrical contractor is they're the ones who want to specify and purchase the uh controls and if they you know shop somewhere else that would be the only time but i think we're not 
We have, we have a core base of um, strong or high-end electrical contractors that I was going to ask um, about that. Yeah. You know, mainly yeah. only touch lighting controls and recess lights and general electrical, but they don't get into buying decorative packages. Mm -hmm. But they'll, you know, we're talking the 25, 50,000 square foot homes down in Atherton, Palo Alto, and South Bay. Where what is a um, 50,000 square foot home? I, mean, I <laughs> don't know myself, but um, Storage. you know, we have we have some electricians that work on some pretty fun, um, high profile projects. A lot yeah. of NDAs involved, or yeah. we're, we're not even sure it is the, california who the customer is <laughs> um, Fifty thousand so. square foot home uh, i gotta i gotta think with decorative fixtures we have to deal with a little bit in my business i don't i'm not good at it by any means it's here's some websites tell me what looks good to you sure uh issue is a lot of times you know you, you have a owner's preference on on light color and if you're going to do a um a built-in fixture you better make sure you have the right color mm -hmm. otherwise Absolutely. you're screwed so are you guys doing a lot of color tunable or color selectable? Is that becoming more popular? That's where they're not so much in the decorative fixtures, but down lights and bulbs, as you guys yeah. know full yeah. well, mm -hmm. that's where we've seen it become almost now an everyday item. But don't you where, think it would make more sense than the decoratives? Like that's an expensive fixture. You get all that and now you get the wrong color. Yeah, I think Start it's over. like a price concern on the manufacturers yeah. and that that sure. just with it being integrated led already huh. um just a tip a warm dim option i think eventually we'll, we'll see that come more into play mm -hmm. um we're really seeing it only in task oriented or you know yeah. recessed lighting i um, think i've seen some time. great warm dim uh recessed lighting yeah with warm like, fantastic dim, we're seeing a lot more and the prices are getting really killer and the quality is getting really good yeah uh with decorative lights you know we've got some stuff on display that's like you connected and we've got mm -hmm. uh pure edge lighting does some uh tunable white you know vanity fixtures and things that they look great they function great but the price point just it makes them a little a little more out of reach to most people than they'd want to be so how do you decide that then? Do you, you have somebody come in and actually point at the color they want? 27K <laughs> or 3,000. Ah, seems that's most common. You know what? You know, I, just complain, this, I, I got to do a gif of this. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we've interviewed at least half a dozen scientists that are study color. Mm -hmm. Right? So did you know that the sun is actually blue? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the sunlight is blue. Sunlight is blue. Like it looks yellow, but 5, it's actually. K. No, it's 6,500K. 6, 6, 6, 6, yeah. Yeah. Like it's blue. Full, full spectrum. Right. It's blue, and it's like you I mean that's not blue. It's yellow. No, it only looks yellow because of this, and it's an illusion. It's like it's it's one of the biggest uh, head banging against the tables when people come in. All right, redoing my closet or my bathroom. I want natural lights. Like, okay, thanks, we man. got you. Which cool. head the table? We got to do a gif of that. Eh? Like, no, just a gift. no, I want really warm. Like, well, that's not natural. Yeah, yeah it is. no, it's natural it's to me. Artificial <laughs> as it gets. Point at the one you want. Which one do you want? You won't yeah, be able to see what's the, video, the best color temperature kind of one the person wants behind you guys there we have a range of under cab lights that kind of give the full oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 3035 so, 4000 one of them's a warm dim option so we can kind of demonstrate for the customers or <laughs> you know what the difference is and they can see their skin tone underneath i want to be daylight man right i'm in the process of <laughs> remodeling one of my bathrooms and putting 3500 kelvin at the vanity it's like what are you doing it's like Neutral. trust me <laughs> It's it's not it's not as white as it gets, but mm -hmm. you don't want to look like you know you're covered in mud. You know what? I'll tell you this, man. Everybody looks better with the warm dim. 
That's why when you're in a nightclub and you lower, you like they dim the lights down low to a really warm Kelvin temperature, everybody looks better in firelight yeah. and candlelight. <laughs> you know, they just, they just look better. It brings out the, the uh, you know, I don't know what it is. So I think there's something to that. I also think that there's something to the color of fire at night that is relaxing to humans. I think sure. nobody's, I've asked every scientist we've talked to, I said, come on, man, HPS and the color of fire. That's not a coincidence. Those two things are the same color. And everybody went HPS on all the outdoor lighting and not metal halide. Why did they make that choice? I think there's something to do with the low Kelvin temperature at night. There's something going on with infrared heat coming out of it. There's something that, that tells humans that this is a safe spot. This is a calm spot. This is where you go to sleep at night. I think that's why the nostalgic craze never really wore off. You yeah, know, I was sure. expecting that to kind of be a fad when they first came around and, um, you know, regulations here specifically and us having to only use vintage, vintage vintage edison correct um i mean those are were the hot commodity and still are and would be more so if we could still get the incandescent versions um for mainly restaurant spaces um well you know some of the some of the uh some of the led versions of that there's a lot of blinking going on with those yeah they don't work well with dimmers no um the ones that do they have to have it it takes away from the aesthetic because they have to add that Extra, I'm going to sure. call it a driver, yeah. but there's that extra like white piece on there that uh, some additional yeah. electronics to get it to function. I, I took them out of my house and put it in incandescent. So, well, sorry, there folks. You there you go. <laughs> Back to your previous point, and not to get too far off topic, but I found as well when it comes to color temperature and how you know we say that nice, warm, soft, you know, 1800 Kelvin is so nice. And I agree, but I found it to be very cultural as well that you hmm. get a lot of people from. Asia and Middle East, they want 5,000 Kelvin mm -hmm. because, you know, you go into, you know, a restaurant, like they, the dining areas are lit 5,000, 6,500 Kelvin. And in home countries, that's what the light is like. And that's what they prefer. <laughs> I had an so, electrician. So uh, Toronto is a very diverse city. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I had an electrician um, uh, who was from Pakistan. He came to Canada. He transferred his qualifications with us. And he came and he became an electrician in Ontario. So it took, I don't know, three years or something to do the transfer. He wanted to put a four lamp T5 5000K in his living room. I'm not kidding. He said, could I take this and put it in my living room? To each their own. Lighting's very, very personal, man. Yes, absolutely. It's very personal. So yeah, you're right. They, they definitely, there's a definitely a difference culturally. I teach a, uh, I teach a class at the Academy of Art in Lighting Design and there's a lot of international students. There. How dare you? I know. <laughs> and a lot of the international students, they want to put fluorescence in their living rooms and in their sure. bedrooms. And to me, it's like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. But, you know, they can. They can. They absolutely can. But yeah, yeah. The design part of me is like, what are you doing? Yeah, for sure. Well, you don't like it, but maybe it is cultural. Maybe, you know, who knows? Lighting's very personal. Like we said, the color temperature is the one the person likes best. You're right. Yeah. It's true. Well, thank you for coming on, guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Much that's the, even though you don't sell online, why don't you throw your website out there for the people that are listening? www.citylightssf.com. City plural, like San Francisco. Dot com. com, baby. That's dot com. And this has been Get a Grip on Lighting live from San Francisco, City CityLightsSF.com. Bye, everybody. Go to K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H.com, baby. That's KeystoneTech.com. Greg.
Light made easy. They've got all the goods you need. Anything LED related, they've got it. They have their own drivers. They put it in the fixtures. They put it in the product. So it's easy to replace down the road when you need to. Check out Keystone all the time. Go to KeystoneTech.com. That's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H.com. Biloxi, Mississippi, where are you going to be? April 19th to 22nd, yo. Coming in hot. That's right. Come on down to Biloxi, Mississippi and hang out with the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. We love you guys. If you have light bulbs in a warehouse, it's where you need to be, man. So go to NALD.org. And thank you to Bill Ryan, um, sorry, Bill Klotz and Ryan Long of City Lights in San Fran. Hey, man, fun times with you guys. Thank you for welcoming us into your showroom and showing us around. And what a wonderful business you guys have. So we're very honored to be there with you. And for all you out there listening to you, are the most, we are the most grateful to you, the listener. Bye for now. Written on the rectory wall, there's a sign there for all. If you are lost, the Lord is there to find you.